Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. State Senator George Borello. Senator, good morning. Good morning. Good to be back on with you. Senator, I um, there's a lot of questions around the natural gas ban, but I want to start this interview, if it's okay with you, by playing a clip from State Senator Tim Kennedy. Is that okay? Sure. I'm going to play you this, and then I want your reaction. This is what Tim Kennedy told our Tim Winger last week. Any thoughts to your constituents who are concerned about where the fossil fuel uh, issue is going and that this whole uh, concern that, that many of your constituents have about uh, natural gas appliances in their homes. Yeah, I think there's been an, an, an entire misinformation campaign from the other side, and the facts have been maligned. Uh, no one's uh, banning gas stoves. No one is taking anybody's gas stoves away, and uh, anything to speak to that uh, is just unfactual and uh, untrue. Do you expect some sort of a compromise on what's in the budget from... No, I expect that uh, we're going to continue to move forward and um, strike a balance between making sure that uh, people have the energy that they need to power their homes, and uh, we are also looking at ways to protect the environment. But in the in the budget, it is written that you know, beginning in 2025, 2030, 2035, that those appliances would not be available to you know certain levels of, of either residential or commercial buildings well I think it's a starting point for a conversation that was uh, proposed but I know there's been a lot of pushback and so that's exactly what the community is doing that's exactly what we're doing all right Senator we've heard this from a lot of the Democrats especially upstate Democrats what's your response to him calling this misinformation well, first and foremost this is not the beginning of a conversation it's actually it's the opposite this has been going on uh, for since the Democrats uh, took control of the Senate in 2019. Uh, and this is the plan. This is not the beginning of conversation. These are no longer aspirational goals. This is absolutely the plan uh, to eliminate reliable forms of energy uh, entirely in New York State to, to meet this ridiculous Climate Action Council scoping plan goal. So uh, I understand that why, you know, Senator Kennedy and, and my other colleagues on the other side of the aisle are trying to walk this back now because they, like us, are getting inundated uh, with calls and emails over the concerns of what's going to happen, especially after uh, you know the uh, the Christmas storm where we saw well, almost 50 people die. Add another zero or two to that if we were t- totally electrified. Uh, so I'm sure they're concerned because they've they've realized that they've allowed this radical far left agenda based out of New York City really uh, dominate this process. And now you know it, it's it's reality. It's in the budget, and the governor is supporting it.
You know, it almost sounds when asked about it, um, Senator, that there are people in Albany that were surprised by this proposal. Is this was this surprising or has this been uh, what was proposed before it was proposed, if you get what I'm saying? Uh, this should be a surprise to no one. We've been talking about this for the last two years. Uh, also, on top of that, I, I think that there was maybe some hope that uh, the governor would have enough spine to stand up to these radicals, uh, but uh, that did not happen. But the bottom line is, you know, th- th- this has been the plan. They believe that they've defined this climate uh, crisis as a, you know, uh, a, as a existential threat to humanity. And you can justify a lot of ridiculous and stupid things when you define something as an existential threat to humanity. They're pushing forward with this. Uh, you know, we had a, uh, a hearing on this, and I asked uh, the questions. Professor from uh, uh, Professor Horvath from Cornell, I asked him, I said, you know, you've been working on this. He's on the Climate Action Council for over two years now. Uh, we're talking about devastating New York State's economy, driving manufacturers out, driving families out. Can you please tell me? Uh, what percentage of total greenhouse gas emissions globally is New York State responsible for? His response was, I don't know. And after two years of discussing this, this didn't come up. That what is, is the goal that we're, that we're trying to achieve here. What's the benefit going to be? This shows you how ridiculous and out of touch. His response is, well, it's not much. But, you know, that New York needs to lead by example. And, and my response to that was, yeah, like the first lemming off the cliff leads by example. This is going to do literally nothing nothing to affect climate change, but it will absolutely devastate New York's economy. You know, you talk about uh, New York's economy and also the grid. I've brought this up numerous times on this show. The New York State grid, from what I've heard from people who understand, you know, electricity is not built to take on, you know, the extra furnaces that would go on there. And and yes, the extra stoves. Has this been brought up in Albany? Has there been a response to what are we going to do about the way the grid, uh, the grids are throughout New York State? Well, they've danced around that subject. When you have uh, folks like Gavin Donahue from the International, the Independent Power Producers of New York, talk about the fact that we're going to have to more than double the uh, generating uh, capacity in New York State over the next 10 years. And, you know, that's more than we have done in the last 50 years uh, or more as far as adding capacity. There's just no plan. Uh, You have to remember, this has not been discussed with a broad cross-section of stakeholders, engineers, scientists, people that are experts in energy. The the Climate Action Council is largely made up of of green energy people, of uh, far-left environmentalists and people that really – and arrogant people. Arrogant people that think if they set the goal that somehow the seas will part and all of a sudden this uh, technology will magically appear and we will be able to do this because because New York State has mandated it. And that's the real combination of arrogance and ignorance that is going to be devastating for New York State. Now, let me just uh, this is how I understand it. Tell me if I'm right or not. Uh, 2025 is when there won't be any natural gas for new home builds. 2028 for large builds. 2030, as I understand it, you can no longer purchase a gas-powered appliance. Is that correct? That's correct, but I will tell you that there's not even a lot of clarity on that. Um, During uh, our recent budget hearings, I asked the the head of the uh, agriculture, uh, the ag markets, uh, about exemptions for agriculture. And, uh, you know, he insisted, oh, no, uh, New York uh, has, agriculture is excluded from some of these natural gas bans. And then I found out, we found out afterwards that's absolutely not the case. Uh, I wrote a letter to the governor asking for clarity to, to uh, assure 
that, uh, you know, our farmers are going to be able to, you know, heat their greenhouses, keep their animals warm, uh, do all the things they need to do to continue on in agriculture. So far, no response. But the bottom line is there is not a lot of clarity on those deadlines. And uh, and what's worse is that you have folks like Brian Kavanaugh, who is the uh, senator from New York City and chairman of the Housing Committee, who believes that these timelines timelines need to be expedited. He wants to he's actually introduced a bill and it passed committee uh, last month to actually speed up the electrification process uh, for buildings. So. If it's not crazy enough, they're trying to find a way to make it crazier. So there is no – those dates, by the way, are, I think are uh, – not only are they subject to change, but they're subject to actually being uh, – the time is being shortened if my colleagues in New York City get their way. Is this uh, right down party lines, or are there some Democrats jumping on board with Republicans to say, hey, this isn't what our constituents want? You know, you certainly have a few upstate Democrats that are saying those things, but the reality is is that uh, – they're not they're not having they're having no impact. You know, in Albany, the, the everything is predetermined. You know, the only time that Democrats vote against a Democrat bill is when it won't change the outcome. Uh, you know, I've been in the Senate for you know over three years now, and I've yet to see a Democrat bill fail on the floor of the Senate. So that tells you that they, they give political cover to some of their marginal members. Uh, but in, in the reality is, is that uh, they are all supportive of this. Uh, they don't they don't want it. They're too afraid to speak out uh, forcefully or actually do anything about it. And that's the troubling part about this. Now, I have brought, uh, I'm sorry, I have had uh, Senators Gallivan and Ort, and now you on this program. I have extended invites to Kennedy and Ryan. They have not yet appeared on Hardline. Um, But the three of you, um, you, Ort, and Gallivan, have referenced the snowstorm that we just saw here in western New York, followed by an ice storm that could have been even worse um, here in western New York, and, you know, the importance of gas-powered furnaces to keep your house uh, warm. Has that been brought up at all in Albany? Well, we, we brought, I brought up that fact uh, during the Climate Action Council uh, hearing, the scoping plan hearing. And, and let's not forget that backup generators, which keep uh, hospitals and nursing homes running, that, that, uh, uh, that keep our emergency services uh, going, that, that create uh, safe shelters for people during storms like this, they're all powered by natural gas and diesel. So if you eliminate natural gas, and I asked that question, I asked that question uh, of the, uh, the folks from IPNI and from National Fuel, how we power backup generators without natural gas? And there was, the answer is we don't know. And by the way, uh, the people that, that created this plant, they don't know either. They're talking about battery storage, uh, which, uh, again, is technology that's not even there yet. But yet here we are with the clock ticking, and we're going to start eliminating natural gas in just a couple of years. It's just outrageous. Now, it seems, you know, we're talking so much about this natural gas ban. It's in the in the proposed budget. But if I'm not mistaken, there's also a 2035 ban on gas powered automobiles. Does that still stand as we speak today? Absolutely does. And once again, you have uh, members uh, you know, of the Democratic conference that would like to speed that timeline up. So uh, you're going to see more and more uh, re- legislation to try to prove that, again, we're more progressive than California, because that's really the, the race, right? This is not about uh, actually doing anything good uh, about climate change or whatever it is. This is about uh, this kind of ridiculous race to prove who's more, you know, who's more progressive, uh, California or New York. And that's really the basis for everything that happens in Albany. Uh, they get jealous when California you know, proposes something crazy, and they have to prove that they're crazier. You know, this this I might be misunderstanding this. And if so, just tell me. But, you know, uh, with this push away from oil, from gas, you know, I can think of places throughout the state that 
store gas. You know, um, has there been any talk about getting rid of those now that New York State wants to move away from gas? Uh, have they been? Have they said you know it's stored and it hurts the environment? Has any of that been brought up? No, it hasn't. But let's keep in mind there's a dirty little secret here, and, and truly a dirty little secret. New York State is now importing more power than it ever has. You know, we shut down. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the the NRG plant in Dunkirk and in, in Tonawanda, which were supposed to be repowered with natural gas from coal. Uh, instead of saying, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to figure out a way to do this and truly bring in clean energy, what they did was spend hundreds of millions of dollars to, tr- to run transmission lines to some of the dirtiest old-fashioned coal plants in America, places like Homer City, Pennsylvania. So we're ramping up these pollution-spewing old-fashioned power plants in Pennsylvania and Ohio to meet New York's demand. And during peak times, it's as much as 50% of the power for New York State is provided uh, from areas outside of New York State, much of which is old-fashioned fossil fuel coal plants. This is just a joke. It's to pretend that we're doing something about climate change. Uh, In the end, we're actually going backwards. We would be better off we have a better impact on the environment, on human health, and on pollution if we had repowered those plants with natural gas rather than importing power from other states like Pennsylvania. So this is just a total farce. You know, I, I think of summer, I think of Bill's tailgates, and I think of propane gas. Has that been mentioned at all in Albany as the next thing to ban? Well, you know, there's no doubt that that's on the list. You know, it's fossil fuel, right? So propane uh, is definitely going to be eliminated. And, yes, it's certainly going to make it difficult uh, for you to run your, your, your grill. But what about those folks that live in rural areas like those that I represent where that is their source of power, of heat, of everything? There's rural areas where you do not have, uh, you know, electric lines, gas lines, and people, their homes are, are dependent on having a large you know, you know, tank of uh, of gas so that they can actually survive the winter. Uh, you know, those are the, those are the things that are going to be banned without any plan to what are you going to do to create infrastructure that's not there, that's never been there, that's financially not feasible to get there uh, when you ban something like propane. You know, uh, the governor mentioned exceptions for things like um you know, backup energy and and stuff like that. But uh, Assemblyman Morinello brought up a good point. You know, eventually, if we look 20 years down the road and we've gotten rid of most of the natural gas use in New York State and we've gotten rid of most of the uh, cars that use gas in New York State, well, where are we going to get gas for backup energy in New York State if no one's regularly using it? Has that been mentioned at all in Albany? Absolutely. You know, that was one of the things that was brought up by National Fuel, that uh, it will no longer be financially feasible for them to maintain those gas lines uh, if they have uh, very few users or only using it as some kind of emergency backup. Uh, But again, there's been no real plan to transition. This is just that here's the hard deadline that they that that, uh, the Democrats feel that they that they can force New Yorkers to meet and somehow the technology will appear. Uh, but you're right. There is no plan for that. But it was brought up as a major concern. Uh, you know, you know, there were 22 members on this Climate Action Council. Only three of them are actually any, any at all involved in reliable forms of energy like gas and electric. The rest of them were you know, environmentalists. They were academics. They were members of uh, you know, the, the governor's uh, staff, uh, you know, folks that really have no knowledge or, and certainly no expertise in being able to uh, create a plan that would actually be feasible to make this happen. So it's truly, uh, you know, it, it has been a, uh, a tragic uh, uh, event that, that, that uh, people have not realized has happened, that this scoping plan was passed and is now uh, NYSERDA, DEC, and other state agencies now have the power 
to implement this. There's nothing else, nothing, nothing further has to happen legislatively. In fact, Senator Liz Kruger, chair of finance, who oversaw that uh, scoping plan hearing, asked that question, do we need to do anything else or can you just move forward? And the answer was, you know, they now have the authority, uh, these agencies now have the authority to, to implement this plan. You know, I, I'm thinking 2031, my, fur- my gas-powered furnace goes. Has anyone looked into how much it will cost to, you know, I have to change the connection in my home. I have to make my home ready for a, an electric furnace. Has anyone broken down what that will cost the average resident in New York State? Yeah, there's been some estimates. I've heard anywhere from twenty-five to seventy-five thousand dollars to to uh, to electrify a home to do that conversion. Uh, and uh, if you look at the, they gave one estimate. It was like two hundred and seventy-six billion dollars. It's what what it's going to cost. Uh, uh, to electrify New York. And that number is horribly low. Uh, in fact, with this professor during the scoping plan, I did some simple math. I said, you know, there are, uh, I can't remember, that, I think it was 40,000 private homes in New York State. And even at an average cost of $50,000 a home, that's more than the $276 billion. And that's before you start talking about electrifying buildings and, you know, other, everything else in New York State that needs to be electrified. So they really have no clue what this is going to cost. Uh, but I would say it's a minimum of a trillion dollars, trillion with a T, uh, in order to do this. And that's certainly going to be on the backs of every New Yorker. State Senator George Borrello, we appreciate you calling in during the week and uh, happy we were able to get the full segment here today. Yeah, glad to be back on with you. Thank you so much. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.